Poppy. What is going on, my dude? What's going on, buddy? Hey, I'm gonna just go ahead and say this now. Oh wow. <laughs> I know I I I know I know what you celebrate. I know what I celebrate. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, buddy. Did you have a good Christmas? I did. Yeah. I had, I, had, I had a very good Christmas. Of course, this was the first Christmas that I had uh, with with Steph. Uh, it was great. Uh, she t- she was telling me the whole time about how hect- hectic uh, Christmases at the Price household are. First of all, it's not it's not even just your household, Steph. Just not trying to not trying to like uh, you know refute that, but making Christmas work. Like bouncing between partners, family to family, like spending time with your family, spending time with you know your partner's family, everything. It's just tough. Like it, it is, it is just tough, regardless of your family. Yes, yeah. So that that's very true. So it all so it all started the day before Christmas Eve. I drove to um, I I drove to Steph's, stayed there for the night. She lives in Middle River. Yeah. Drove back to my house. That's an hour in itself. Drove to my drove to uh, my grandma's house. Shout out Graham. Shout out Graham. Um. Watched uh watched the Ravens game with her. She lives in Woodbine. Went from Woodbine, then to Essex. Stayed the night there at her mom's. Went from Essex back to Westminster the next day on Christmas Day. Uh, I made it halfway down 140 after I left my house. Then I realized I forgot my car keys. Had to turn around and come back. Yeah. Then drove back to Middle River, and that was that was how it was for the rest of the day. But um. Yeah, I mean, outside of the travel, no. She told me. She told me that it's so. She told me that Christmas at her house is like pretty hectic, and I'm like, okay. I didn't really think much of it. I'm telling you, she was she was 100 percent correct. That's like a fucking lawless land. <laughs> like like you know how normally when we're with the family, everybody wants to see what you get for Christmas and everything like that. Yeah, and like everybody takes turns one at a time opening a gift. Yeah, like you open your gift, and then everybody sees what you get, and then your sister opens one. Exactly, and, Ex- then, exactly. and then it's like, mom, well, hold on, hold on, mom, you open one. You exactly. get one. So of course, her and her brother, they like they like they have a whole fucking routine. They position themselves right in front of the tree. So like by the time I had opened one gift, her brother was like on her fourth, on his fourth. Jesus. <laughs> so so it's it's just like real lawless. So just like ripping through it. But no, it was a great time. Um, it was uh, I like like no bullshit. This is probably the best Christmas of my life. There you go, man. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. Hey, with uh with hopefully many more to come. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's fantastic. Not hopefully there will be many more to come. This is just the first one. Hectic as hell. It was hectic as a as a MF but made it through it. It gets a little easier the more like uh I guess like set in the relationship you come for for a lack of better terms. Right. Um, you know, you get a little bit of a routine down. Like come next season, you know, you guys might be uh you guys might run this schedule back in and again and again, and this becomes a routine and then it's almost like a normal for you. Right. And then it's easy. See, like for me, her and I like like it's no it's no secret between her and I. I don't mind driving at all. Right. It it it's never bothered me. I did all the driving. I enjoyed doing all the driving. Like when we were driving from my house back to her house, she slept the whole ride car, whole car ride home. There you go. That included me turning around and going to get my car keys. <laughs> Shit. So, um so I don't mind driving, but like once I finally like sit down and get settled, I'm just like Wow, I'm exhausted. Yeah, and then then you finally sit down and you're like, "Oh, boy, brother." <laughs> right, right, exactly. But, you know, all was good. It was very, very nice. Um, I find it funny that there's just so much buildup for like one day. Yeah, and everyone's stressed and and everything like that, and right. then people get 
people get cranky. But I did want to take a second uh, while we're while we're on the subject of positivity and everything like that. I want to give a, a quick shout out to my friend Charlene. She got engaged over the weekend. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to you. Congratulations, Charlene and Brian on the engagement. Uh, can't wait to, uh, can't wait to celebrate. Congratulations, Charlene. We better, the Poppy and Homewood Sports Lab better get an invite. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm telling you, we better. Well, you at least will. Maybe. I will, I will full on go Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson, that shit. <laughs> no, I, I by no means am expecting an invitation. Weddings are expensive. There's a lot of people that get upset about an invitation or not getting an invitation. Um, I am not one of those people. If you want me there. I will be there. Listen, gladly. We'll, we'll DJ the wedding. <laughs> we could. We would turn that. We would turn that thing on its on its freaking noggin. I'd be like Adam Sandler and the wedding singer. You could be. Uh, who's the other guy? I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Dude that like has the split faces. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking one about. One side dresses up as a male. One side dresses up as a female. I'm drawing a blank on his name. I don't know. I'll be Steve Aoki. How about that? There you go. You can be Steve Aoki. <laughs> uh, but no, in all seriousness, shout out to you guys. Congratulations. Uh, that's fantastic. That's really it. Just wanted to give a quick shout out. Yeah. No, congratulations. That it, no, that's a that, that's a big deal. I mean, I saw I saw a bunch of people, not necessarily on my feed, but of course, I'm like hawking over Steph's shoulder looking at her phone just while we're like sitting there because I have nothing better to do. And um, not like a, not like a weird way, but like, you know, just... Like I'm just genuinely curious what's going on on her Facebook and shit like that. Um, a lot of people getting engaged, people like announcing like pregnancies, all yeah. that stuff. It's it, it, like the holidays are always, like it's always a weird time to make it all about yourself because it's really like a time of giving. So like shout out to those people for being like assholes, but like no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, uh, so well it makes sense. Like on Steph's like Instagram feed and everything like that, she's gonna see all the girls like getting engaged because like the girls are like. You know, they post a picture of the ring and they post everything about it. I mean, guys potentially could post something about it. Do you th- do you think you would post something about it? Like, absolutely. What what would your caption be? I like. I'm, I'm just I, curious. I like it so I put a ring on it. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's great, right? Yeah. Mine would be. Uh, I can't wait to touch your butt for the rest of my life. Wow, interesting. What? Sarah's got a cool butt. I like that. Okay, okay, but you couldn't have gotten more creative? No. I think my caption wins. Yeah. We'll leave it up to the people. That was creative on the spot. I was I was creative on the spot. How's it going? I just thought I was like, wait, what would my caption be? What would your caption be? Then I asked the question. Yeah. That was a good question. Well. Speaking of popping questions. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. I will punch you in the face as hard as I can. Whoa, that seemed unnecessary. I misread the room. I, th- I thought. I thought you. I thought <laughs> you, you did to. misread the room. That is factual. I thought you wanted me to, man. I'm sorry. Okay, my fault. Well, um, we do have uh, a decent amount of topics to talk about. I mean, it's really only two subjects with a lot of subcategories. Yeah. Um, as to be expected, um, they are the NFL and college football. So, which one would you like to kick it off with? You know what. We got some. We got a. We got a bowl game on right now. It's the uh, first responder bowl between Memphis and Utah State. So let's go ahead and talk about the NFL. No, I'm joking. No, no. <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> no, let's just go. Let's just go ahead and talk about college football. Um, this is also going to be our New Year's episode. Uh, me and Holman do have a lot going on. Um, the days leading up to New Year's. Um, so 
a big thing that's coming up this week is actually the the New Year's Six Bowl, which are the selection committee bowl games. Um, these these six bowl games are going to be used when the when the committee eventually expands to twelve teams. Yeah. Um. So these are all games that have been appointed by the selection committee itself. Starting out on December thirtieth, uh, we have uh, the Orange Bowl played played down in uh, Miami between Tennessee and Clemson. Just happens to be two orange teams. Happens to be two orange teams. Um, no Hendon Hooker for Tennessee. Still a really, really very, very dynamic offense. Um, should be an interesting one. Six versus seven, that one. Well, so I, I do have a question about this game. So sure. um, DJ Uyangalele, he did hit the transfer portal. He's gone. And he's gone. He, he did um, he's go gone. to yeah. Oregon State. So he's not playing in this game, correct? Not playing. Nope. Okay. Well, I wasn't sure because, like, you know, like Deion Sanders, he left Jackson State to go take over the Colorado job. Coaching's a little different. And see that well, that's what I was wondering about. Yeah, like, that's what I was curious. For. Yeah, co- coaching's a little different. Once you once you declare for the transfer portal, you're not going to play. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I, that's what I thought. But I, I just wanted to I wanted to clear that up. Yeah, and, and that's like I said, that's what I thought. Um, this game, I got Tennessee. I would take Tennessee as well. I mean, I've been I've been rocking I've I've been rocking Rocky Top all year. So that's been that's been my team throughout the majority of the year. Besides um, Ohio State, obviously. Besides Ohio State, besides Maryland, that's just a, like that's just a team that you can pull for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, comes team team comes out of nowhere. It also happens to be um, TJ's team as well, so it kind of helps out as well. Yeah, shout out TJ. Shout out TJ. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take uh, Tennessee with that one as well. Um, I'm not a fan of Dabo Sweeney. I'm not either. Uh, I'm yeah. really not a fan of Dabo Sweeney either. Also, while we're giving while we're giving shout outs, shout out to Casey. Birthday yesterday. Yeah. Shout out Casey. Happy belated, Casey. Happy belated birthday from, from Poppy and Holman's Boys. From Lab. Poppy and Holman's Boys. Lab. Just figured, you know, while we're throwing out shout outs, we might as well throw that one out there. There we go. Also, uh, shout out, uh, happy birthday to Jake Price, Steph's brother. That's sometime this week. I don't know exactly when, but it's before Friday. I do know that. Yeah. Also, shout out pairs. Shout out pairs. Um, on December 31st, we have Alabama taking on Kansas State uh, for the Sugar Bowl. Alabama 5, Kansas State 9. Uh, Bryce Young and Will Anderson both playing in this game. Yes. Yeah. Um, Alabama. Yeah, I don't think we, I. I mean, Kansas State got uh, Kansas State got lucky um, with beating TCU for the Big Twelve Championship. Yeah, they kind of got it handed to them. TCU looked like they should have scored a touchdown in overtime. They the refs called that it wasn't a touchdown. Kansas State Kansas State wins. Um, they end up as the ninth seed. So. Uh, good on them. I mean, took advantage of the opportunity that was presented for them. They can't control what the refs do and don't do. Um, but Alabama's physicality, their uh, their skill positions, um, just a little bit better than what Kansas State has, especially because I don't think Kansas State's um, star running back is playing. Oh, Deuce? Yeah, I don't think Deuce Vaughn okay. is playing. Um, I wouldn't blame him. Speaking yeah. of which. Wow. <laughs> Saturday noon. I don't think I said Saturday right there. You didn't. I definitely didn't. You said Saturday night. Saturday night. <laughs> like I said it, and I'm like, wow, that wasn't close. Yeah, I just I just kind of let you figure that out on your own. Um, keep moving with the selection committee games. Uh, the Cotton Bowl, number 10, USC, taking you on number 16, Tulane. Um, Kaiser Trophy winner, Caleb Williams, taking on a, t- a team in Tulane that has had a very remarkable turnaround from year to year. Uh, two and eleven last year to eleven and two this year. So very good turnaround. Do they finish it off against USC, or do you think that offense is just too much to handle? Uh, uh Tulane wins this. Really? Yep. 
I think I think Tulane does. Uh, I doubt that Jordan Addison is playing in this game as he's preparing for the NFL draft. Um, I don't know about uh, that uh, that guard Voorhees, Andrew Voorhees, I believe his name is. Yeah. Um, he's Tul- also projected- Tulane is a, actually is a good defense too. Yeah, and I think like I said, I think Andrew Voorhees he's projected to be at the a top at the, forty pick. Yeah, at the lowest he's gonna be he's gonna be an early day two guy. Yeah. Um, so he might he might potentially be like, hey, you know what? My draft stock isn't going to go up from playing this game. It could potentially go down if I get injured. I might. I think he might set this one out. I genuinely do not know if he yeah. is or isn't. I um, mean, Caleb Williams was a little banged up in that uh, in that Pac-12 championship game. So um, he's had a few weeks to to rest and recover now, of course. But um, I like Tulane here. I'm going to take USC just because I think the offense is so dynamic. I mean, no matter who no matter who it is that's end up. That's playing quarterback. Lincoln Riley always gets him to play the best. I thought you were saying Lincoln Riley's going to play quarterback. I'm like, that'd be something. That'd to be see. cool, wouldn't it? Uh, no, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take USC with that one. Okay. Um, this one, you know, if if you look at the slate of games, honestly, this might ha- this has the potential to be the best game I think of the six games. Um, it's the Rose Bowl, number eight Utah versus eleven Penn State on January second. There's no games that are being played on New Year's Day because that's when the NFL plays. Um. So your thoughts, Utah, Penn State. That's a good game. This is a this is a very good game. Um I think one thing that's gonna play to Utah's favor is it's happening in Pasadena, California. Uh Utah is significantly closer closer than uh Pennsylvania. Um so that does make a little bit of a difference. Uh all everything being aside, um I don't know. I, I wanna say Penn State, um, but uh some something about their head coach. I don't know. He just doesn't seem to perform well in John big Franklin. games. Yeah, Franklin. Um, not John Franklin, but yeah. Franklin. Yeah. Whatever his name is, Franklin. He just doesn't seem to do well with the big games. So uh, I'm going to take Utah here. Okay. Um, but I want to take Penn State because I have a lot of family members and friends that are Penn State fans, and I want to. I genuinely do. But I got to take Utah. So so what I so what I've seen historically out of the out of the Rose Bowl is there's always one player that will stand out and establish themselves as the guy that you have to look for here in the com- here for the next coming years. Yeah. Jackson Smith and Jigba did it. Saquon Barkley did it. Even um uh Mark Sanchez had a really really good game in the Rose Bowl as well when he was still when he was still in college. The name that will come out of this game is Nick Singleton. I'm gonna take Penn State. Okay, I, I think he runs all over that defense. Um, I, I mean, he was he was the number one running back in the nation coming out of high school. He's gonna live up to the bill. He's going he's going to he's going to power Penn State to the Rose Bowl win. Um, I mean, outside of the college football playoffs, this I think this is going to be the best game. I agree. Um, I'm gonna take it a step further. I'm gonna say Nick Singleton. Nick Singleton, 200 plus yards. Okay. Yeah, hey, I, I I think he just runs the hell out of the ball. I will be happy with a Penn State win. There's just something about Franklin and big games that just that is the longest last name I think I've ever seen in last name history. I Good did, night. I, I didn't look at it. It took up uh, outside shoulder plate to outside shoulder plate. I That's mean, it was, awesome. It was the entire width of his back. Um, some about Franklin and big games they they're just not synonymous. Um, but I want I want to pick Penn State, but he scares the bejeebus out of me. So um, I'm going to go Utah. Ba- um, Battle tested Utah. So now time for time for the two big games. Uh, we won't cover the national championship game just because we don't really know who's in it just yet. Um, but December 31st is the day of the college football uh, playoff. 
Whoops. Thank you for that. Apologies. <laughs> um, the early game is uh, in Glendale, uh, Michigan, TCU. Michigan. I got to yeah. take Michigan in this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Michigan, too. I think I think it's a stronger team. I think it will be a good game. I think TCU will give them a run, but ultimately I think Michigan is a stronger team. Um, and then heading into the night game, um, one versus four, Ohio State versus Georgia from Atlanta. Yeah, so so uh, Georgia definitely gets um, some home field advantage there, which is kind of crazy, but um, I, I don't think it really matters. I think Georgia wins this game regardless of where the game is, but I do think Ohio State keeps this game close. Yeah, um, you know, I'm actually I'm actually going to be surprising yet not surprising at the same time. I am going to think Ohio State with this game. Weird. I mean, not 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 trying to be biased. This is something that kind of plays into Ohio State's um, into Ohio State's favor. Um, heavy underdogs. Everybody's really counting them out. They really have nothing to lose. Um, I believe C.J. Stroud is playing. It'd be weird if he didn't. Yeah. Um, and of course, they still will have Marvin Harrison Jr. They'll have that other dude with, with the last name that begins with the E. I just can't pronounce it. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigbo won't be playing, but um, the running game should be healthy by then. By then, offensive line will be good to go. I'm gonna take Ohio State, man. Yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be a great game. Two uh, two college football powerhouses duking it out um, for a chance to play Michigan for a national title. Um, I, I think uh, I think either way. Uh, college football can't lose in this one. You get a Michigan and Ohio State matchup for the college football uh, championship, or you see the best two teams in the country play for a championship. Right. Uh, I think, wow, he really screwed the pooch on that one. Yes, he did. Um, I think either way, college football can't lose with uh, with either one of these teams winning uh, going up against Michigan. So it's great. Great weekend for college football. Yeah, and of course, the national championship will take place on January 9th. Uh, we will do another episode before then, so we will be able to cover it. Yes. Um, so no need to really do our predictions right now at this time for that. Um, so yeah, that was college football. Speed run. Speed run. Also, Oklahoma plays FSU in the Cheez-It Bowl Thursday at 530. And Maryland plays uh, NC State. NC State in the Duke's Mayo Bowl on the 30th. At noon, at so noon, yeah. Um, just had to give a uh, pay a quick uh, little bit to uh, to our go. squads there, but um, yeah, Memphis is running away with this game pretty yeah. handedly. Yeah, Utah State has no business being in this game right now. No, Memphis, this looks good. Yeah. Um. So let's let's bop over to the NFL here. Um. How did we do on schedule predictions last week? We actually did pretty good. We went ten and six again, two weeks in a row. Um. Nothing really too out of the ordinary as far as our predictions go. Um, I think the strangest one that we had was the Jets over Jacksonville. And that's not really that strange. Um, we had Cleveland over New Orleans. Uh, yeah, everything else wasn't really too far out there. Uh, we did have Houston losing to Tennessee. We picked that at the beginning of the season, but uh, both of us for money line and spread. Um, you took the spread, I took the money line, both of which hit. Yeah, yeah. Houston worked out for us well. Um, I also took. Um, so I took, I took Houston a plus three and a half that hit, and I also took the Bengals money line. They ended up beating the New England Patriots in order to give the Ravens a chance to go into the playoffs. Well, not a chance, but the, for the Ravens to clinch. Um, so I went two for two 
So I'm I've, I've been heating up here lately. Yeah, you were you you had a good week. Uh, I went one and one. Um, like I said, I did have the uh, the Texans money line um, that hit. I took the Lions at minus two and a half. That did not hit. The Lions kind of looked like shit against the Panthers. They ended up losing thirty-seven to twenty-three. So, ugh. yeah, the Panthers got out coached for sure. Um, or the the Lions got out coached for sure. Um, Sam Darnold's playing his way into a starting job, man. Yeah, I mean, he could be he could be a feasible option for them. Um, at least if they draft somebody, someone like Anthony Richardson, he will be. I I think he will be their day one starter. Yeah, if they draft someone like Anthony Richardson, um, which I I don't know why they would because they did draft Matt Corral, and we haven't even he hasn't even had a shot yet. He got injured in preseason. Fifth round QB, first round QB. Yeah, but Matt Corral was playing damn good at Ole Miss. He wasn't going to play his way into a first into the first round, though. That's the only thing. No, but I mean, you got to you got to take, you know, I, I don't know. I think you got to give at least Matt Corral a little bit of a shot. Then again, you know, Matt Corral was a uh, was a Matt Rule pick. That is fair. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have a new head coach. So, I mean, they could they could keep Sam Darnold around as a uh, bit of a. I will I will say Steve Wilkes is definitely deserving his chance at potentially being the coach. I mean, dude, he's got them. Uh, he's got them fighting for potential. Uh, if they division win, title, if they win this week, they'll be in the lead for the division. Yeah, yeah, which is insane to think about. They could potentially win that division. I mean, that division's abysmal. I mean, they're, yeah. they're pretty bad. But um, who do you have for your money line and spread this week? Um, so I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna take the Eagles minus seven against um against the Saints. Okay. Um, they lost a close game to Dallas, but they still put up 34 points. Um, the Saints are really just down and out of it. Um, Gardner Mitchell looked really, really good. Um, so I think they're gonna they're, the Eagles are gonna keep rolling. Um, I'm gonna take that minus seven. Then we were just talking about the Panthers, um, potentially clinching a playoff spot if they win this week. Um, I think the Buccaneers take care of business. Okay, I love it. Um. <clears throat> for my spread, so I, for in, in case you pick that up, the Buccaneers are my money are my money line pick this week. Gotcha. Um, for spread, I actually have the Washington Commanders at minus one and a half home against the Browns. Um, Washington's playing for a little bit of a uh, they're playing for a playoff spot. Uh, if they lose, they're pretty much out of it. If they win, um, they should be okay. Uh, they'll they'll be going into Week 18. Um, fighting for their life then. But Taylor Heineke is uh, no longer the starting quarterback. They did pull him last week against the 49ers I think uh, for the Carson de- Wentz. I think the decision is still up in the air, though, as far as who's going to be the starter. I don't know, because I've read a report that said Carson Wentz is ready to go if Taylor Heineke struggles, and that was against the 49ers. I feel like you can't just pull Taylor Heineke, put Carson Wentz in, and then just be like, all right, well, we're going to do it again next week. Well, You know what I mean? Like, I feel like... At that point, a decision's kind of been made that they're going to give Taylor Heineke the reins until he no longer has has it, and then it's Carson Wentz show again. That's that's the vibes I've gotten from it. Yeah. I, I don't know. The the upper echelon. I, I feel like Riverboat Ron, he does a pretty good job of running his team, but yeah. as far as the, the uppers go within the organization, that's its own shit show. So who knows what's going on there? It might not. It might be out of Ron's hands. Who knows? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, but then for money line, I have the Patriots at minus one fifty two against the Dolphins. Okay. 
Uh, Dolphins are more than likely be without Tua Tagovailoa mm-hmm. um, as he's in concussion protocol again this for season. The third time, yeah. Uh, I think he needs to be done for the season uh, just to save this poor young man's career and potential life. Yeah, uh, I think he needs to be done for the season. Um, I also think Mac Jones is probably going to get teed off pretty early in this game. Um, they're going to tee off on him as a little bit of a payback for him being a little bit of a dirty player. Um, it's going to be the Bailey Zappi versus Teddy Bridgewater show. You know, Mac Jones has had a real history of doing stuff like that, man. <sighs> Dude, I heard, uh, I was listening to uh, Colin Cowherd's show this morning, and Nick Wright was filling in for Colin. They had uh, Mark Schlereth on the show uh-huh. um, on yesterday's show. Yeah. And uh, Mark Schlereth was saying, he's like, man, if this was back in the day, we would have handled it ourselves. It wouldn't have gotten to the league office. No. He's like, we the next game, it's known that we got your back. We're going to go tee off on him. Yeah. Like, we're going to take care of it ourselves. I mean, there was the play against uh, the Bears when he slid and put his foot up in the air and kicked Jaquan Brisker right in the nuts. Mm. Um, he purposefully fell down in front of Eli Apple while he was behind the play. Like So, Mac Jones threw an interception. <clears throat> he was behind the play, and it was meaningless. Yeah. Like, like what he did to Eli Apple did not affect the play whatsoever, no. and he just fell down right in front of him, trying yeah. to trip him up. Mm-hmm. Um, he also got caught twisting Brian Burns' ankle. Yeah. Once again, it, that's just dirty. Yeah. So I think Mac, Mac Jones has a reputation at this point um, as a dirty player. I think... Uh, I think Miami's defense probably tees off on him a little bit. Yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. Um I wouldn't be surprised the first drive of the game they get a rough in the passer penalty on him. Just like send a message like, hey, look. Yeah. You're not gonna be pulling that shit around here. I also wouldn't be surprised if Mac Jones doesn't get the call for a roughing the passer on a on a couple questionable plays. Yeah, I mean, I mean, dirt, I mean, player players who are dirty players, they know like, hey, look, I can bend the, I, I, I can get this call. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got the, I got the Patriots there. Bailey Zappi comes in. I think that's what the fans ultimately want. <laughs> the fans love Bailey Zappi. Um, yeah. Bailey Zappi beats uh, Teddy Bridgewater and the Dolphins. That'd be a shit show of a game. That that's just my thought. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I have no inside information on the fact that Mac Jones will be injured early in this game. It'll be Bailey Zappi's show. That's just my thought on the on the whole situation. That'd be nuts if, it <laughs> if, if, if you're just like you're talking about it and it actually happens. And it actually happens. Uh, yeah, that's my money line and spread for the week. All right. Uh, so <clears throat> we got a uh, we got a fun weekend of uh, football coming up here. Not only do we have college football, but we have some uh, some some great matchups in the NFL um, regarding playoffs and playoff seeding. Uh, the Eagles have a chance to clinch the number one seed in the NFC with a win over the Saints. If they win, they're the number one seed. Um, Panthers, Bucks, as you alluded to earlier, uh, Buccaneers win and they win the division at a pretty abysmal. They'll be sitting at eighty eight and eight. After that, I yeah, mean, they could potentially win the division with a under five hundred record. Yeah, Ugh, that's musty. Yeah, um, Browns and Commanders, as I said, Commanders. Uh, this does have um, playoff implications as well for the Washington Commanders, Texans, and Jaguars. Jaguars are currently leading the AFC South, um, so they kind of can't blow this against the Texans. Mm-mm. 
or they're going to lose it, uh, lose that spot to the Titans. Yeah, and Jacksonville, Jacksonville's been looking pretty good here as of late. Um, of course, the Jets looked so bad on Thursday night football that um, that I'm pretty sure you could have like thrown together some makeshift team and they and they would have looked better. But um, but yeah, the um. Jacksonville has themselves in, in, in prime territory to go ahead and take care of that division now, especially with Tennessee on a five-game slide. Yeah, Tennessee looks terrible. Um, and Ryan Tannehill had surgery to fix his foot, ankle, whatever in the hell he had going on. It was something like that, yeah. Um, so he's going to be out for at least another week or two. He's going to be done for the regular season. So Malik Willis has got to get it done down there, um, mm. which he won't. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a big supporter of Malik Willis. I always have been. I've I've mentioned his name plenty of times here on the show before. Um, but you know, they have a matchup coming up this week against Dallas. Um, on a short week. On a short week, you know that um that Dallas defense. Say what you want about Dak Prescott, but the Dallas defense is playing pretty good. Um, they're gonna give him, they're gonna give him nightmares. Yeah, Micah Parsons is fast enough to run down Malik Willis anyway, so. Um, at no, least, no escaping him. At least in Madden, apparently he is. Malik Willis can outrun Michael Parsons in Madden. No, Michael Parsons can outrun Malik Willis in Madden. He can in real life too. Hmm. We'll see. Michael Parsons beat Tyree Kill in a forty-yard dash. Yes, there is a video. I promise you. I'll just, I'll just see it to believe it. Michael Parsons has got some, got some giddy up. I'll have to see it, believe it. I'm telling you, he did. All right. Game speed, Tyree killed. No one's faster than him. But in a 40-yard dash, Michael Parsons did beat him. Um, speaking of playoff implications, um, Lions hosting the Bears. Lions need to win that to keep their playoff chances alive. Um, potentially slipping in. Um, I know. Yeah, it's a commercial for Viagra. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. And it's got a little rooster on it. Huh. Yep. Interesting. Um, Chiefs host the Broncos. Uh, Chiefs need to win to stay alive for that number one seed in the AFC. Um, they could also slide out of that number two spot to the um, to the Bengals. Yeah. If they're not careful. So, um, yeah, the Bengals do have the head to head. So, yeah, that would force them uh, force them down to the three. Um, if they do end up losing to Denver. Yeah, but Denver did fire Nathaniel Hackett. God bless. Finally, we've only been we've only been waiting what we've been waiting a good six weeks for it to happen. Now at this point, Nathaniel Hackett was like playing Russian roulette with his job, and like there was there was one bullet in that revolver. He just happened to uh, shoot blanks for the first five, and the sixth one finally got him here. Yeah, um, I mean it also didn't help. You know, you lose. You lose forty-one to fourteen to a team that's four and ten. Baker Mayfield's their fourth quarterback on national television on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, your team is fighting on the sideline. Yeah, the offensive lineman was the offensive lineman were literally getting in, about to get into a fight with Brett Ripien, the backup quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that just that was just um, allegedly because Brett Ripien told the offensive line to pick up Russell Wilson when he's down. Allegedly, that that's what I read. Wow, Brett I mean, Ripien went over to the offensive line, and told them to 
pick up Russell Wilson when he's down on the ground, and then the offensive lineman jumped Brett Ripien's ass as hard as he did. That's what I heard. Is that actually what happened? Who knows? Who like we don't know. We probably never will know. Um, but that's what I read. You know, I'm 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 very curious as to what happens in Denver this upcoming offseason. I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen there. I don't think Walmart doesn't even know. Yeah, I don't think anyone knows. Um, continuing with playoff implications, Packers got to beat the Vikings. Yeah, uh, at home to keep their playoff hopes alive. If they lose one of these last two, they're done. Mm. Um, and then the Vikings are trying to keep that number two seed. They could fall out if the 49ers um, play well, and they could sneak their way into the two seed. So Vikings are trying to keep that two seed. Got to beat the Packers. Yeah. Chargers at home hosting the Rams. Uh, I don't think – I mean, the Chargers, they could potentially move up. I think right now they're sitting at the six seed. They did clinch a playoff spot Monday night um, after beating the Coles. This is Justin Herbert's first time making the playoffs. Yeah. Granted, it's only year three, but <clears throat> everyone like anointed him one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, one of the best young talents in the NFL, and then everyone forgets that he just hasn't even made the playoffs yet. Mm-mm. So we haven't even seen him in playoff football yet. We will see that this year, though. Yeah, it will, it will be really interesting to see how that ends up playing out right now. If- as to, if the season ended the day, they'd end up going to Cincinnati. That'd be a hell of a matchup. Yeah, that would because that that Chargers offense is starting to come alive. The defense looked really good last night. Granted, it was the Colts, um, so a lot of people have looked good against the Colts this year. <laughs> um, but the offense is really starting to come come alive between Mike Williams, Keenan Allen is finally back. Yeah, he went off last night. Yeah, he did. Um, I was thankful that I had such a lead in fantasy football that it didn't matter. Yeah. Like, Keenan Allen literally needed to score, like, 72 points in fantasy football. And what he went for, he had 10 catches for 103? Yeah. Should have been a touchdown. Yeah. Should have had a touchdown, but... Interesting. Uh, yeah, I th- I th- there, is, there, is a, there is a realm of possibility where the Chargers do end up jumping the Ravens. That is possible. Yeah, if the Chargers win out and the Ravens lose one, then um, I think the the Chargers would potentially jump us. Yes, because at that point they would have a better um, conference record than the Ravens. Okay. Um, and then speaking of the Ravens, Ravens and Steelers got flexed to Sunday night football on Sunday. Um, Ravens need to win this to stay alive in the uh, AFC North. Uh, competition to win the division Ravens have clinched a playoff spot like you said with the Jets losing and the Patriots losing over the weekend which the Patriots almost came back against the Vikings or the the Bengals that was that was a hell of a game Miami lost also it wouldn't have mattered (laughs) that is true um Miami losing two Ravens clinched a spot they're guaranteed uh they are guaranteed at the minimum they will be a uh a six seed the best, yeah. the best they can do, I believe, is a three. Yeah, they, yeah, they but the be, worst they can do is a six. Yeah, they won't be able to slide to the two, I believe, because well, I mean, there is there is a possibility that we could slide into the two, but I I believe Kansas City would have to lose out. Yeah, Kansas City would have to lose two, and we would need Cincinnati to beat Buffalo, and then we have to beat Cincinnati. Then we could potentially move into the two, but even then, I don't know if we could. Yeah, I I don't know I don't know how the math works out on that. I know we would have we would be tied for overall record with Kansas City if we do win out, um, and win the division. 
conference record, I want to say we would be tied as well. Uh, let's see. In the conference, we're six and four right now. And Kansas City seven and three. Seven and three. Um, I don't know who they played last game of the season. I think Vegas. Yeah, they play Vegas. Okay. So and then division. So Kansas City would have to lose out in order for, in order for us to jump into the two spot, which that that's a that's a that's a tall task to ask. I mean, Denver sucks. Vegas is alive technically, but not really. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that'd be that'd be a lot to ask. Um. And then on Monday night, uh, the other. The other influential game of the week is the Bills going into Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Um, this has this has a ton to do with seeding. Cincinnati could end up as the number one seed in the AFC. Now they do have to beat the Bills, and they do have to beat us, and then they need uh, the Chiefs to, I believe, go one and two as well. One and one, you mean? Or yeah, yeah, one and one. Um, to move up to the one spot. So, I mean, Cincinnati may have a may have a chance to host the the AFC Championship if they can move up to the one. Pump breaks there, dude. They got they'll 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 host, they'll host the game of the division round first. They're gonna win that first. Well, that's also fair, and I think that kind of leads us into uh into the next topic. Who are the playoff pretenders and who are the playoff contenders? So, I mean, we'll start with the NFC as far as contenders go. Um, I mean, there's one team that's kind of up for debate as far as what they are. Um, but right now, I mean, I mean, you're you're legitimate contenders right now in the in the NFC. That's Philadelphia and San Francisco. Um, that was something we agreed on before we even before we started discussing things. Um I said you could consider Tampa Bay. You said they could. You could consider Minnesota. Yeah. So my criteria, and I think you agree with me. I think maybe at least my cr- criteria for a contender is: Can you make the conference championship? That's my. That's my criteria for contender. I agree. I. I mean, for the with without really legitimately de- de- determining what 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 makes a contender a contender. Um, yes, I, I would say that's really the one basis that we have in order to determine it right now. Um, I mean, as long as Tampa, as long as Tampa Bay still has Tom Brady, I mean, I, they can make it. I mean, he's been, he's been doing, he's been doing everything by himself late in the game series of late. Um, but I don't know that, that, that would, that would be a really, really tall task for Tampa Bay. Um, thing with Minnesota is, I mean, their defense is so abysmal. It's really just the secondary. That secondary gets torched. Oh, yeah, their secondary is just god-awful. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if they can't rush the passer, which they haven't been doing as of late, um, that, defense, that, that secondary is just getting picked apart. And um, that's not a recipe for success in the playoffs. Um. They can stop the run, which helps. But if you can't stop the pass, if you, if you can't play overall complete defense, I think that really um that really hinders your chances. I say there's only two legitimate contenders in the NFC, 
that's Philadelphia, San Francisco. I agree that there's really only two legitimate contenders. Uh, like I said, I could make a case for Minnesota, just being that they've played in so many close games throughout the season. They're battle-tested. They've played in the, the close games. They've had the biggest comeback in NFL history, so they can play from behind. Granted, it was against the Colts. There's a difference between playing, uh, playing behind against the Colts and playing behind against San Francisco. Bit of a difference. Yeah, that's very true. But, you know, if, if you take a look at, you know, the teams they have played close against, they played close against Detroit, New Orleans, Chicago, uh, Arizona, what's this? Uh, math, 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 math. Eight-point win. Uh, Washington was close. They did squeak out a close win against Buffalo. That's probably, that's probably their best mark on the record so far. Um, but they played New England close. They played the Jets close. They played Indianapolis close. They played the Jets close. They got blown out at home against Dallas, and I think Dallas is the biggest fraud in the NFL. Well, see, I was personally, I was going to say that I would consider Dallas more of a contender over Tampa Bay. I just don't trust Tampa Bay's offense right now. I don't trust Dak Prescott. I mean, he made, he made he's been making some mistakes early. He made one against uh, Philly, although that was a phenomenal play by Josh Sweat um, oh, on the yeah. defensive line there, but... Uh, I don't. I mean, there's there's really only two contenders: Philadelphia, San Francisco. Even with Brock Purdy at quarterback, um, those are my two contenders in the NFC. Everybody else is pretty much a pretender. Yeah, I I I would agree. I think I think there are teams that you can make a case for, but I mean, I could I could probably quickly refute those cases. There's different levels to the uh to the pretending. Like Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Dallas might be on like the like they're pretenders, but like. There's a difference between them pretending and, uh, to be honest, the Giants and the Commanders. I would say Minnesota, Tampa Bay, and Dallas. They're not contending. They're not contenders, but they're not pretenders. Yeah. But I think but, the Giants but, and Commanders. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The Giants, the Commanders. Yeah. They're, they're both pretenders. Um, and there's like varying degrees to. The Vikings, the Buccaneers, and the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely different levels. And then you got the guys on the outside looking in. Seattle at the 8 looking right in. Detroit at 9 looking right in. And Green Bay looking at 10. I mean, and those are the three guys fighting for that uh, for that wild card spot. Carolina and New Orleans are technically still in it, but I don't think that they're in it for a wild card spot. I think their only chance is actually winning the division. I agree. I think that is the only way that they can. Um, of course, ESPN doesn't tell us, but neither does CBS Sports. <laughs> Perfect. So no one's got our back yeah. here. Yeah. So we're not 100% sure about that. But what I do know is there are some contenders and pretenders also in the AFC as well. Um, as far as contenders go, I think you could look at four teams and say that they are contenders. There are three that are not. I don't really think there's like a varying degree like there is in the NFC. I think there is. There's four, there's four contenders, there's three pretenders. Those, those pretenders are the Dolphins, the Chargers, and the Jaguars. Uh, depending on if the Dolphins make it in or not, uh, New England's a pretender for sure. Um, Tennessee's for sure a pretender. And the Jets are a pretender. So, so no, no matter who makes it in to either four or seven, um, those are your pretenders. If you look at the rest of, look, look at the, rest of the AFC, um, Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Baltimore. I think th- I think those are your four contenders in the <laughs> AFC. So I agree with you on three of them. 
I agree. Buffalo, Kansas City, and Cincinnati are all contenders because I believe all of them can make the conference championship. Now, where I differ on you on this, and I'm a Baltimore fan as well. I think if Lamar Jackson is the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, like if he comes back healthy, um, I think they're a contender. I think with Tyler Huntley at quarterback, I think the Ravens are a pretender. I do not see the Ravens making the AFC championship with Tyler Huntley at quarterback. See, I see. I, I disagree. I, th- I think the Ravens do have the potential to. I mean, you and I were talking about it earlier. They're allowing 13 points a game since we traded for Roquan Smith. Yeah, defense is playing phenomenal. That's that's a very good recipe in order for in order to, in order to succeed in the playoffs. We're running the ball exceptionally well as well now at this point. Um, which is also a very good recipe for you to win in the playoffs as well. Thing with Tyler Huntley is he's not going to do anything that's going to he's not going to outshine I Tyler Huntley would not outshine any of the other quarterbacks right now sitting in the playoffs, sitting in the playoff standings. No, no. Tyler Huntley would get outplayed by Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, and uh, well, I can't, I don't know if you can count to attack by Lola because he has a concussion. Yeah. Um, but I will say this: Tyler Huntley will not put the team in a position to lose either. See, I want to agree with you on that because, for the most part, Tyler Huntley has played well when he's had the opportunity to start in games. But we haven't seen him do it in the playoffs. It's a different beast. Well, that, well, that that's very true. But then again, you know, we've also only seen Lamar Jackson in the playoffs three times. That's fair. One of which he lost on he had 500 yards of total offense. Um, one of which he lost because he was a rookie and got his head out of his ass a little too late into the game. You give him another five or six minutes, and we, <laughs> we beat the Chargers. Give us another five or, six, five or six minutes, we win that game by at least another ten points. Yeah, I mean, he he got his head out of his ass a little too late in that game. I'll say it. Yeah. Um, and then you had the game against Buffalo where uh, I believe it was Levi Wallace made a great defensive play. Uh, I don't think it was Levi Wallace, but it was like a guy who was buried on the depth chart a little bit. Okay, maybe it wasn't Levi Wallace. We lost to Buffalo. Um, we overlooked Tennessee. That was the one that he had 500 yards of total offense. We ended up losing that one. That was his MVP season. And we did go into Tennessee and beat them. That was when Tennessee was still like a little bit of a force to be reckoned with. Like They were still playing that real physical football with A.J. Brown at wide receiver. Um, Derrick Henry was running the ball phenomenally. Teron Johnson. Teron Johnson. Yeah. Couldn't even tell you where he is now. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I got no clue. Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson is 1-3 in, in the playoffs, but he's he's played in the playoffs. Um, he's played against those stout teams. Um, he's had some success in the playoffs. I mean, I mean, I get it. He is 1-3. He hasn't been to a conference championship, but... But I mean, dude, like the the big thing is, and it's it's the Ravens' biggest problem right now, is we are not scoring enough touchdowns. We are we are settling for field goal after field goal after field goal, whether it's in the red zone, whether we're inside the ten, whether it's goal to go situations, whether we're outside the red zone, whatever it is, we're just not scoring enough touchdowns right now. And the in the playoffs. You've got to score the touchdowns. It counts. It matters. I mean, when you're playing the likes of Buffalo, Kansas City, or Cincinnati, the defense is playing phenomenal, and that's great. Like, we're holding teams to less than two touchdowns a game. 
But that also means you have to score two touchdowns a game. We've scored one touchdown in, what, three weeks? We've scored six touchdowns in six weeks? A touchdown a game? I mean, you got you to gotta punch the ball into the end zone a little bit more than that, um, which I think Lamar Jackson brings to the table that Tyler Huntley just hasn't had this season. No, and 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 while, while I do I do agree with your point there, um, but you know one thing that would be playing into 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 our benefit is the Ravens have played Miami, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. Yes, we've lost to three of those teams. I think if you give the Ravens another chance at one of those teams, I th- I, I I think the outcome is a little bit different, just because the the running game is back. Are they are they finishing the drive? Are they finishing drives with touchdowns? No, but the running game is back, and what that what that's allowing us to do is that's allowing us to keep those opposing offenses off the field. I agree. So I mean, I mean, time of, time of possession definitely does play a very very big role into it. Yes, we're not scoring touchdowns like like we should at a very high clip with the amount of times that we can get into the red zone and how easily we can get into the red zone, but. What we're doing is we're also keeping those offenses off the field. We're not <clears throat> committing to turnovers either. We're also not committing penalties. Those are all things that we're doing that are recipes for success. The special teams does very, very well as well. Yes, the, yes, the offense is not finishing drives with touchdowns. But that's what we need in the playoffs. And that's concerning. It is. But then again, if we control the ball for 35, 40 minutes a game, if we're if if we have five trips into the red zone and we come away with one touchdown and four field goals, I'm okay with that. Because the way the defense the way the defense is playing, if they're on the field for 20 minutes and they're not gi- and we're not giving those offenses a chance to score the ball, it won't it won't matter how many times how many times we punch it in the end zone. Like I said, with Lamar Jackson, I trust us as a contender. Excuse me. This Dr. Pepper's got me, got me burpy over tell here. It is. Um, with Tyler Huntley, I think we're a pretender. Now, I will say this: when I say when I say we are uh, one of the four contenders in the in the AFC, I think we are the fourth contender. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. If, if you the way the way the Ravens have the way the Ravens are playing right now without Lamar Jackson, if you insert a healthy, rested Lamar Jackson into into the fold for the for the playoffs. A guy who has this will now be his fourth time, fourth, third, fourth time in the playoffs. Yeah, because we lost um, to the Chargers, to the Titans. We beat the Titans, then lost, lost to, to the, the Bills, Bills, and we didn't make it last year. So this will be his fifth playoff game. Yes, this will be his fifth playoff game, his fourth overall playoff appearance. Lamar Jackson has experience in the playoffs, and that's why I trust us. I say that we are a contender. I think if, like, let's say. Um, like just looking at it now, like just how the standings are now. Buffalo gets the bye. Kansas City hosts Miami. Kansas City wins. Cincinnati will host the Chargers. Cincinnati would win. We would go into Jacksonville. I think you give us another crack at Jacksonville. I think we close that game out. And we beat them. Yeah. So then we would be the lowest seed. We would go into Buffalo. In Buffalo, in the cold, we have the run game and the defense. They have the defense, but not really the run game outside of Josh Allen. We could potentially win that, but then we have to go into Cincinnati to play them for a third time or into Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes has always had our number. Now, granted, that was with Wink Martindale as our defensive coordinator who would be like, hey, let's run a cover zero 
and have Marlon Humphrey, our best corner, on a corner blitz and have uh, Chuck Clark guard Tyreek Hill. What do you guys think? Yeah. That'll work, right? And then Tyreek Hill's wide open down the field and we're fucked. Right. Um, so, but that would be in the conference championship, correct? So, I think Baltimore, you could make a, you could make an argument that they could be a contender with Lamar Jackson. You put Tyler Huntley in those situations, and I think the moment's just a little bit too big for him. And I don't think that we, I don't think we pull it out. I don't think the Ravens are a contender because we don't put the ball in the end zone enough with Tyler Huntley at quarterback. The way the Ravens have been playing as a whole, if you put Lamar Jackson into the into the starting lineup, there's a legit. Honestly, there's a legitimate argument that the Ravens are the second best team in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, I know we're going to agree to disagree on on this one, but I think with Tyler Huntley, a quarterback, I like Tyler Huntley. I think he's a great backup. Um, I think he's good at what he does as a backup quarterback. He's not a starter in the NFL. Um, I don't think, like, it would have to be a, a, a magical run like Nick Foles winning a Super Bowl with the with the Eagles. Like, everything just has to fucking fall in, li- in line correctly. But, you know, the way the defense is playing, the way the defense has been playing and the way we're running the ball, there is the possibility of that happening. I mean, there's always a possibility. There's a possibility that the Chargers come to the Super Bowl with Justin Herbert on a rookie contract. There's a, there's a possibility that's for true. anything. That's I mean, very true. But if we're, if we're just talking... My thing is, is, I'm talking logically, I'm talking sensibly. Baltimore is a contender. I do agree with that. Under the pretense that Lamar Jackson is the starting quarterback. That's just me trying to be logical and sensible. Baltimore is a legitimate contender with, with Lamar Jackson. They're still, I think they're still a contender even with Tyler Huntley. I agree that Tyler Huntley could go into Jacksonville and beat Jacksonville. I agree that we could go in there with the way this defense is clicking and playing right now. I think we could go in there and we would learn our mistake and not let Zay Jones have 13 catches for 100 yards and whatever he had that game. Um, but see, I think we would still do the same thing against against Cincinnati because right now their whole passing game is predicated on the Josh Allen, the Jamar, Josh, Josh Allen, good grief, Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase connection. We we had a lot of success in the in the first game of the season against Jamar Chase. Yeah, I agree. T Higgins was also injured that game. But then, but then again, I mean, I mean, T Higgins hasn't been very relied upon here as of late. That is fair. Um, and then and then also also with Buffalo, we did a really good job against Stephon Diggs. We did. Uh, look, I'm not disagreeing with you from the from the defensive standpoint. From the the defense, I think could go up against any one of these offenses and play very very well. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that standpoint. We run the ball very well. That's been showcased over the past couple of weeks with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards both being back. Both still have uh, some some rust to knock off, but it is what it is. Both of them are running the ball with great efficiency at five more than five yards a carry between the both of them. Both of them are running the ball well. Defense is playing well. I agree with you on both of those points. I do. But eventually, when you get deep into the playoffs, it comes down to the quarterback play. <clears throat> Lamar Jackson has it. I just don't think Tyler Huntley does. And it's not a knock on Tyler Huntley. Let's be honest. It's hard to play in the, in the playoffs in the NFL. It, it, it'll, it'll make you or it'll break you. Um, I mean, we, saw how great, we see how great Lamar Jackson is, and he struggled in the playoffs early in his career. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, dude. Yeah, like, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not numb to the fact that Tyler Huntley is not Lamar Jackson. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to sit here and tell you, oh, they are. Um, 
but I think um, I, I I think the Ravens stand a little bit a little bit better of a chance with Tyler Huntley than what than what people think, and also what what you would think as well. Yeah, I don't like I said we win we potentially win one. Um, also depends on if we win the division or not. Like sitting at five, I'm okay with sitting at five right now. I'm going to be honest. Going into Jacksonville, mm-hmm. I'm playing. I have no issue with that. <clears throat> versus going to three and then hosting the Chargers. I'd rather go into Jacksonville than host the Chargers. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I would agree. So, like, I'm I'm low-key okay if we lose one. Yeah. I'm not angry about it. I don't really want to lose one because, uh, you know, the, the Ravens-Steelers rivalry, I want to beat them twice in one season because that'd be cool. I also hate the Bengals as of recently, so I want to beat them twice in one season too. Yeah, I, I just I, I would prefer us to beat the Steelers more so. That would be that would be my preference. Um, if we also beat the Bengals, that would just be another bonus. Um, so I think the Ravens can win a one playoff game. You start getting deeper. You play the the upper echelon of the uh, of the AFC. You gotta have your star quarterback. He makes a difference. Oh, I agree. He definitely does. Um, <coughs> you know the the conversation of whether of whether or not we have we stand a chance is greatly diminished at that point because, I mean, as long as we have Lamar Jackson, we always have a chance. Um, I mean, I mean the, Ra- the Ravens have to fight harder with Tyler Huntley. The fight's a little bit, a little bit easier with Lamar Jackson. Um, but, it, I mean, it's going to be a fight regardless. It's going to be a fight regardless. Yeah, I agree. Now, do you think Buffalo holds on to that one seed, or do you think Kansas City or uh, Cincinnati pass them? Um, so I think, I think Buffalo will take care of business this weekend. Against Cincinnati, I think they will. Okay, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think that the Bengals are due for a wake up call, little little humbling game. A little a little humbling. I'm not saying that they're going to get absolutely humbled, um, but th- but they're due for a punch in the mouth, and I think um, they're going to get it before the season's over, the regular season, whether it's Buffalo or whether it's Baltimore. One of those teams are just going to punch them right in the mouth. Well, they're on, I believe, a seven-game win streak. Right, right, and that—that's kind of the wrong time. They're like they got hot at the wrong time. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're on a seven-game win streak with two left to play. Um, so in order for them to clinch the number one seed, they'd have to win nine straight games. Right. Um, that's a tall task. That is a tall task. And especially when you have to play the likes of Buffalo and then uh, the Ravens as well. Now, granted, both of those games are at home. So that does help. It does. Like I'm, I'm, de- I'm definitely not numb to the fact that it does help out Cincinnati a lot. Um, but um, not a nine-game heater, that's a lot. Whether I don't know if Lamar Jackson plays or not this week, but he will damn sure to play next week. Yeah, I agree. Lamar is definitely playing in Week 18. Um, but I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I kind of want Cincinnati to take the one spot. Um, I would take, I would take walking into Cincinnati and playing them versus walking into freaking Buffalo or Arrowhead. Arrowhead is very loud. Buffalo. You never know what weather you're gonna get. You know, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, none of these teams. I mean, the way the Ravens are built now at this point, especially. I'm like, not even talking from a Ravens perspective. I'm talking just from anybody. Well, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm speaking from the from the Ravens perspective. 
None of these teams in the playoffs scare me. I don't look at any of these teams stick to myself. Oh, holy shit. That's fair. I mean, from a Ravens perspective, sure. I mean, but you could say that about any of the four contenders. Cincinnati's looking at the three of us, like Kansas City, Buffalo, and Baltimore, that is. Like, ah, none of you guys scare me. Kansas City's thinking the same thing. I think Buffalo's thinking the same thing, too. Yeah, I mean... Of course, you have confidence in your own squad. Right. I mean, like, if you, if you, if you look at Buffalo, I mean... I mean, now Josh Allen is finally starting to get his groove back after his after his elbow injury this year, but I still think it has some lingering effects. Also, they can't run the ball very well. That's an issue. If you look at Kansas City, they also can't run the ball very effectively, and their defense also is not very good as well. They have a lot of defensive issues. And I don't see the big deal about the Bengals. I really don't. I, I mean... Oh, that looked awkward. Oh, God, did he break his leg? If he didn't, he should have. Anyway. That's terrible. Why would you say that? No, the way it looked, he should have broken his leg. Like I'm saying, if he did not break his leg, the way that tackle looked, it looked like he should have broke his leg. Really? That's all I'm saying. Um, That did not look good. Um, I don't know, man. If I'm If I'm any team in the AFC... I'd rather walk into into Cincinnati than Buffalo or Kansas City. That's all I'm saying. Right. See, I mean, I mean the whole thing with the Bengals is the Ravens have been there, done that before. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, it, of course you'd you'd rather have home field advantage if you're Buffalo or Kansas City. Like, of course you'd you're like, hey, let me let me have that. I'll take it. But if I'm like like let's say uh, let's say Cincinnati does take it. Um, I think Buffalo would move down to two. Kansas City would go to the three. You got to take a look. You're like, hey, well, <clears throat> then Kansas City has to go back into Buffalo and play them. But I'm like, I, I don't know, like just on the off chance, if I'm Kansas City, I'd rather go into Cincinnati and play them than into Buffalo and play Buffalo. Yeah. If I'm Buffalo, I'd rather go into Cincinnati and play them than into uh, Kansas City and play them. And that's just me. You know, I will say this too. And, the, and, and, of course, this is also me being a homer. Um, can you imagine how motivated Lamar Jackson's going to be when he comes back? Because he knows it's crunch time. He might throw the ball to himself. He, like, he knows it's time to get shit done. And, and I mean, the, play, the players don't pay attention to it, but you know he hears the chatter. Oh, he does. They all do. Yeah. They all say that they don't. Some, well, some of them are like, hey, you know, I hear it. Yeah. I don't pay attention to it. But everybody hears it. They all hear it. Right. Right. I know damn well Lamar Jackson has heard people questioning whether or not he, can, he is the face of this franchise. Whether or not we should keep him. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of talks about, you know, do we get rid of him? Is he the face of the franchise? Do we let him walk? Do we trade him for Zach Wilson? <laughs> Do we trade him for Zach Wilson? Do we trade him for Derek Carr? Do we trade him for just straight-up picks? Do we trade him for receivers or what have you? Uh, there, there's been talks about, uh, you know, do we trade him for a bologna sandwich um, or a printer? That'll be the second time in sports history that it happened. Um, the bologna sandwich, that, 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 that'll be a first. That, that'll, that'll be new, but, the person, but someone could definitely uh, try to make an argument for it. Yeah. Someone could make an argument for it. But the printer, that'll be the second time in sports history. A player, a professional sports player, has been traded for a printer. Shout out Kyle Korver. Shout out Kyle Korver. I wonder where that printer is, what it's doing now. Um, it's probably at the bottom of a fucking junk heap. You're probably right. 
Um, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Oh yeah, Lamar Jackson being the face. Yeah, I mean he hears it all. Um, I think Lamar Jackson is the face of the franchise. Um, at least he should be. You've seen what the offense does without him. Um, I think the play calling has also been quite awful. And uh, you know, one thing that I will say is though, I you know, in, in addition to players here in the chatter, you know, the coaches hear it too. And I think, um, I think one thing that we will see from the Ravens' perspective, um, we will see a a very very run dominant pass offensive offensive attack. Yeah, well, they have to. They have to. It's working. If we run the ball very well, you go from J.K. Dobbins having 125 yards to Gus Edwards almost having 100. I mean, I mean that's a very dangerous combination. And throw Lamar Jackson in there, there's a legitimate chance that the Ravens could have three 100-yard rushes in one game. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing with Tyler Huntley is, like, he is a very great athlete, but no one compares to Lamar Jackson. Oh, God, no. I mean, we've sat there and watched games, and we're like, we watched Tyler Huntley get tackled on a play, and we're like, wow, Lamar shakes him out of his shoes and at least he picks does. up the first down. Yeah. Lamar, like, Lamar's at least picking up, picking up a few yards. Like, you just watch him, and you're like, wow, he makes him miss. Yeah. And at the bare minimum, that's what Lamar Jackson brings to the table that Tyler Huntley does not. Uh, anyway, let's move on a little bit. Okay. I don't know how much we have left. We really don't have much. No, we really don't. This that is was, a pretty that, quick episode. That was, that was really the bulk of the conversation. Yeah. I mean, we could always talk more about other teams. It doesn't all have to be about the Ravens. That always is. That's fair. J.J. <laughs> um, Watt has announced earlier today that he will be retiring after this season. So J.J. Watt has officially played his last home game of his NFL career. You know, it was, it was, it was pretty fitting as well. His final home game was the first game that his son has ever seen him play. Yeah. Which is, which is, which is really, really, really fitting. Um, we know me, J.J. Watt, he's had, he's had just a, a fucking stellar career. Um, yeah, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, I believe. He's definitely oh, a Hall of Famer. Oh, it's, it's not I even believe close. he's first half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not even close. You know, I mean, in 2012 he came in second place to Aaron Rodgers for the MVP. I mean, he had 20 and a half sacks and scored five touchdowns. Three of them were offensive. That's insanity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he you know, JJ Watts had multiple multiple seasons of 20 plus sacks. Um three-time defensive player of the year, five-time all-pro, Walter Payton man of the year. Um I mean, the list of accolades goes on and on and on. Um. Yeah, but he's had a ton of uh, health issues, including going into AFib earlier this year. Yeah, basically his that heart was, that was crazy, man. His heart was beating out of rhythm at a very like just sporadic uh, pattern, um, and they had to shock his heart back into rhythm. Yeah, yeah. So that, I think uh, yeah, I think rightfully insane. he he's decided to hang up the cleats. Um. Yeah, I mean, I mean, his effectiveness on the field has kind of, has definitely dropped off as well. I don't think he's stepping away from football, but he's just done playing. Yeah, he's he's definitely done playing for sure. He might take a year or two, watch his, uh, watch the little one grow up a little bit. I think eventually I could see him getting back into coaching somehow, maybe broadcasting. I mean, he's got a good personality. I could see him potentially getting into broadcasting. Yeah, uh, maybe. Uh, I could see him coaching as well. Maybe it's. Maybe it's high school. Maybe it's at the college level. Couldn't yeah? I mean, he could obviously um, be some sort of uh, defensive assistant or something like that in the NFL. I think any any uh, offensive uh, 
you know, minded coach is going to be like, hey, I could bring in J.J. Watt to help on the defensive side. Fuck yeah, bring him in. This was his 2014, so not 2012, but 2014, he was the runner-up for the MVP. Um, 78 total tackles, 20 and a half sacks, 29 tackles for loss, four forced fumbles, five fumbled recovers, one touchdown. One pick for 80 yards and a touchdown. Good night. Ten pass defense. One safety. One block kick. Oh, my gosh. He caught all three targets for three touchdowns. What a unit. Runner up for MVP. What an absolute unit. Now, the question is, what in the actual fuck (laughs) did Aaron Rodgers do that season? Yeah, what was? Because he had to just go on fucking bonkers. I'm just wondering what the hell was going on down at Houston that uh, J.J. Watt accumulated all those statistics. He went nuts, dude. Like, what was going on down there? Good Lord, that's insane. Who was was even the head coach there? In 2014? That was the Matt Schaub years, correct? Uh, I think it was. So was that, uh, was that Kubiak? It may have been. Were those the Kubiak years? I gotta figure this out now. Oh, sweet heavens! They didn't even. They didn't even win the division. Who Bill won? O'Brien. That makes sense. First year under Bill O'Brien. <laughs> uh, that was the year they got. That was the year they drafted Clowney. Uh, Case Keenum, Thad Lewis, and Tom Savage are the quarterbacks. Is that nuts? What were the three again? Case Keenum, Thad Lewis, Tom Savage. So they were doing all that with Case Keenum. I think they did, yeah. Wow. All right. Now I have found the Packers. Show me what Aaron Rodgers did in 2014. Show me what For you got. For the love of God, it better be something realistic. Un, un, just unheard of. Okay. Oh, good Lord. No, no, no. You forgot another guy that started for that team back in 2014. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, shit. He started 12 games, went 6-6. Six and six. 2014? Yeah. He had, to have ended up, he had to have ended up on IR. I just didn't get that far. He might have, and then Case Keenum went two and zero, and Ryan Mallett went one and one. In two thousand fourteen, Aaron Rodgers led the Packers to a twelve and four record. He completed sixty five percent of his, or sixty six percent of his passes for four thousand three hundred eighty one yards. Uh thirty eight touchdowns to five picks. Good night. Um, he also ran in two touchdowns. How did that beat out JJ Watt? I don't they, have, eh, they won the division, that's why. Yeah, I don't know. They won the division, and I think lost the division round. Maybe won, or maybe in the conference championship, I don't know. That's insane. The Houston defense, J.J. Watt, Jonathan Joseph, D.J. Swearinger, A.J. Boyer, uh, steroid up Brian Cushing, Kareem Jackson, Whitney Merciless, Good Lord, Brooks Reed. Good Lord. 
God bless. Anyway, J.J. Watt retiring. Oh, my Lord. You're still going, aren't you? Yeah, I'm still looking. <laughs> Do you know they had, uh, they still had Andre Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins that year? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Hatchtown population, you, bro. Hatchtown population, you, bro. And Arian Foster. Alfred Blues, the backup. I remember Alfred. Yeah, that team was nice, dude. They must had 2,000-yard receivers. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Andre Johnson had 936. D-Hop had 1,210. Yay. That's kind of cool. Dang, Houston used to be something. Now look at them. They're drafting Terrible. Bri- they're drafting Bryce Young, number one overall. Probably will. Yeah, they'd be weird if they didn't. Yeah, they probably will. Easy. I know. I'm gonna watch myself from a break my fucking PlayStation. Um I don't know if uh, I don't know if you read the text message. I know I sent it to you. Uh did you see that uh Sean Payton is uh prepping his staff for a comeback? I did, yeah. He's looking at the likes of Vic Fangio as his defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Uh now that's all the names that I saw. I didn't see anybody else that he was potentially targeting as far as like OC um, or any other like uh, position playing staff. Uh, but I did see Vic Fangio as his defensive coordinator. Damn. Which I'm sure Sean Payton doesn't really want like a, a hands-on offensive coordinator. He's got that. He's good. Yeah. Right. Wait, who do you say was going to be the offensive coordinator? Oh, it hasn't been named oh, yet. Oh, it hasn't been named Yeah, all, all I've seen is just... Um, Vic Fangio. That's the only one that I've seen that's been announced, yeah. Which Vic Fangio was a former head coach of the uh, the Denver Broncos. He recently got fired. Yeah, he also tried to get into a fight with his... Uh, um, John Harbaugh. Yeah. Han Jarbaugh. Han Jarbaugh, yeah. What a time. Who do you think the... Who do you... Do you think the, uh, the Denver Broncos are going to... Take a shot at Sean Payton. How funny would it be if they uh, oh, they, wow. they bring back Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator, fire him as head coach two seasons later, bring him back as <laughs> bring him back as defensive God, coordinator. Could you imagine? That'd be hysterical. The defense sucks. Wouldn't that be funny? That would that would be funny. Their defense is actually pretty good over there. No, I know, but it, it like it would be just their luck that they would bring him back. and The defense would be terrible. Oh, that'd be hysterical. Man, that's a good question. You know, I'm, you know, I mean, after he gets fired, you know, it makes you think, you know, who's who is going to be willing to take on that job? A bold, bold man. Yeah. Oh, that's a fumble. Can't do that. And turnover. Yeah, I mean, it really makes you think as, you know, who would actually be willing to take that job? You know, Russell Wilson looks so bad. Um and they can't move on from his abysmal contract. Yeah, they really can't. I mean, I mean, they're in a tough situation, man. They really are. Like, I don't feel sorry for him at all. I agree. I like, I really don't feel sorry for for the Denver Broncos, because um, you know they decided to put themselves in this position and they wanted to do this shit. So so you know, fine by me. But personally, so I still think even with Kyler Murray getting injured. I still think Cliff Kingsbury's out after this year. I do too. I think that experiment's over. Yeah. Um, in Arizona, I could see Denver trying to trying to bring in Cliff Kingsbury, an offensive God. mind that that like you got to make the offense work somehow. You got to make the offense work somehow over there. 
I could see I could see Walmart sit thinking to themselves, um, dude, how funny it would it be if they changed their name to the Denver Supercenters? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> That'd um, be funny. Yeah, I cheer for them at that point. That'd be funny. Could you imagine wearing a jersey that just says Supercenters on it? Um, they got to make the offensive work because you can't you can't get rid of uh, Russell Wilson for at least another two to three years because there's just too much dead cap on your uh, on the books at that point. Yeah. Um, Give Cliff Kingsbury another shot. I mean, like, who else are you getting that's like an offensive, um, I don't want to say genius, but Cliff Kingsbury knows a little something about an offensive game plan. So I think, uh, I think Cliff Kingsbury could be a potential candidate. I think the big thing is Cliff Kingsbury and uh, Kyler Murray didn't, um, didn't work because I think they just had two different, like, uh, two different styles of how they wanted things done. Yeah. So I think Cliff Kingsbury and Russell Wilson might work a little bit better than Cliff Kingsbury and uh, Kyler Murray, but if uh, if the Cardinals decide to move on from him, I think I think Kingsbury could be in line for that Denver job. Because <clears throat> I don't think uh, I think the other like there's there's really I think there's three offensive guys, and that's if Kingsbury is let go. Of. There's three offensive guys that are going to be sought after. I think it's going to be Byron Leftwich. Of course, Sean Payton, he's going to be the biggest and number one uh, target for every team that's looking for a new coach. And then I think Cliff Kingsbury is in that conversation as well. I think if Byron Leftwich is smart, he's staying the hell away from Denver. What about... um? Shoot. The enemy. I don't... Dude, something about Eric Bieniemy tells me that if he hasn't gotten a job as a head coach already, because he's been in line for one for the, what, past two, three seasons. It feels that way, yeah. If he hasn't gotten one yet, I don't know that he is going to get one. I think there's something that turns teams away. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree with you as far as as far as that aspect goes. Um, You know, it, I mean, everybody labels him as this guy who has all this knowledge, he's so insightful with the game and everything like that. You know, why hasn't somebody like him gotten a job yet? You know, it's... It, it, I think it, the enemy is, is kind of a similar Nathaniel Hackett thing. Nathaniel Hackett coming from Green Bay with Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. The enemy coming from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. How much of it is the enemy? How much of it was Hackett? I, I feel like there, there, there's got to be something. There's got like there's just got to be something that's like turning teams away from him, because it's been two to three years where he's been like the front runner for uh, coordinator many jobs yeah many jobs for for a coordinator to move up to a head coaching position and he hasn't taken one yet yeah it you know it it is surprising maybe um, maybe Denver will hire Greg Roman God I can only fucking hope that'd be cool I can only wish. <laughs> Um. Yeah, you know it's um, it'll be interesting to see what Denver does. Um, just because they have so many problems going on there. I mean, I think the receiving core is very unhappy. All the offensive line is very unhappy. I mean, I I think everybody is. There are a lot of people in that organization that are just incredibly, incredibly unhappy, and they're just they got they they got to do something for real. And Seattle and Pete Carroll are just sitting back and watching the like tornado just tear apart the place yeah yeah um laughing that they have their uh their top draft pick right right yeah they'll have to do something they really will it's um 
it's a shit show there for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it it is quite the mess over there. Um, well, buddy, I don't know that I have anything else. Uh, anything else for you this week? That's everything. Real football dominant. By that, I mean it was all football. It was all football. Yeah, one engagement, one birthday, a few birthdays, a few birthdays. Yeah. Not too many, few, two, two birthdays. Yeah. One engagement, two birthdays, the rest is of it's football. Mm-hmm. A little bit of Christmas talk. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> well, buddy, let's go ahead and get on out of here. Uh, let's carry on with the week, have ourselves a good weekend, and uh, happy New Year's. Let's, let's get next year started off on the right foot. Uh, another successful year of podcasting for us. Yep. This one was a full year this time around. Um, another another full another year behind us. This will be the third calendar year that we've been doing this now. That's wild to think about. Yeah, it really is. Um, so hopefully we have another successful year. Hopefully we just continue to keep growing the show. Hopefully it just becomes it keeps getting bigger and bigger. And, and it's all thanks to you guys. Yep, it's all thanks to you guys continuing to listen to the show. To people who the new people who listen to the show every every week. I don't know how many of that. How many of you that there are but um yeah you know we um of co- of course me and Holman decided to do this whole thing just because we enjoyed we genuinely enjoyed talking about sports and we just figured we'd get our opinions out for other people to hear them as well whether you just what whether, whether you're here for the banter or whether you're actually here to he- actually hear like substance you know that's really that's really up to you but um you know we started this whole thing just to get our opinion out there and you guys continue to listen to it. And we, um, you know, we really can't tell you how grateful we, how grateful we are for you guys to continue to listen to the podcast now. Jeez. Over a year and some change over a year and some change. Yeah. We, uh, we appreciate you guys more than you'll ever know. We, uh, we appreciate all the love and support you show, you show for the show. Uh, that was mm. tough to say. Yeah. Sounded um, it. It hurt my brain. <laughs> it did. Well, you should heard what was going on in mine. Sure, that's actually imagine. terrifying you don't want to hear that um so hope everybody had um a wonderful holidays hope everybody has a great new year's stay safe do not drink and drive we do not support that here if you break your new year's, re- new year's resolution i'm gonna beat your ass me just anyone do not break your new year's resolution yeah don't do that shit i'm just kidding you can't I don't care. Do what you want. Best believe if you uh, if you don't you don't follow through follow through with it, I'm gonna come up. Just don't, don't tell me. Gonna... If you feel like you're gonna break your New Year's resolution, just don't tell me. Yeah, just don't tell me. But if I found out, best believe I'm gonna break down your door with a bar of soap. Shit out of you. You're gonna break the door down with the bar of soap. Yes, sir. All right, please, please break your New Year's resolution because <laughs> I want to see this. I have to see this. That's my my New Year's resolution is for one of you to break your New Year's resolution so I can see Poppy break down your door with a bar of soap. Just so you can see me standing outside of someone, someone random, <laughs> someone's random ass front door for an hour and a half, trying to figure out how to get a bar of soap to open a door. Twenty-five degrees outside, shorts on, hey dudes on, no socks, and a hoodie. Trying to get into a house that's probably already unlocked with a bar of soap. With a bar of soap. Yeah, that's my New Year's resolution. They will throw me into a mental institution. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. On second thought, do it. On se- yeah, second thought, do it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I want to see. I want to see it happen. Now, you, 
have opened uh opened a door for me that I didn't know was even a door or that I needed that door open, but I need that door open currently. Well, that'd be sick. It would be sick. All right. Let's let's hop on out of here. Hopefully I can get home in time to maybe convince you to play some Call of Duty with me. Uh I don't know. I got a shower, then I really take a nap, but maybe we'll see. Sugar. All right. Well, y'all stay safe. Thank you guys for listening. We will catch you guys next week. Yep. Thanks guys. Happy New Year. We'll catch you on the we'll catch you on the next one.